You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, host, back with another episode. We are at Southern Hills today. Um, love driving up that. <laughs> Just uh, that driveway is magical, especially when the sun is rising. It's a beautiful day in Tulsa today. Uh, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Mr. Carrie Cosby to the podcast. Uh, most people in Oklahoma, especially Oklahoma Golf, know you, know your last name. Um, but we're going to dive into that a little bit more today and talk a little bit about kind of you know your history, your family history, you why you love golf, OU, um, you know. Everything and everything about you. I, and golf. Well, I appreciate you having me on, it, and I, I, I uh, I'd agree with you. That drive up and getting to do that every morning is pretty special for, a, especially for a kid for, from Oklahoma. Oh yeah. yeah, especially like I mean, I'm driving in kind of as the sun's rising, but at, at sunrise, I'm sure yeah. it's even better. Right? You no, know, it's there. Yeah, you know, like any place, right? The when the shadows are long, whether it's the sun rising or the sun setting, the sun setting out here is just sublime. I mean, it's it's really cool yeah. and. Uh, and, and you know, in the golf business, you see both. Yes, <laughs> so you do. That's kind of the way it works. <laughs> that is one thing right. that people might not know about the golf business is that you that's really right. play golf. No, yeah, yeah. You watch golf. you watch people play golf a lot. So yeah, yeah that's good. Um, so let's start way at the beginning. I mean, what's yeah. like earliest golf memory for you, and, and who's that person that puts a golf club in your hand? Uh, well, I, I grew up in a, in a golf family, as, as you kind of mentioned. My dad was the longtime uh, PGA professional at Hillcrest in Bartlesville, another Perry Maxwell golf course, uh, home of Frank Phillips. So really, uh, Bartlesville, uh, I didn't like, you know, it, it's small town Oklahoma, there's obviously a lot of people that, hey, I want to get out of small town Oklahoma. I really had a, an unbelievable childhood. Um, my, I have two brothers, both younger than me. And we're three and six yard years apart. So uh, we were just rugrats running around the club, you know, working and cleaning the range and cleaning carts and cleaning clubs and doing whatever our dad told us to do, but also getting to play golf and do all those things. And, and uh, Bartlesville, the time that we were growing up, was really golden era of that. You know, it was uh, oil and Phillips was rolling and city services, which became all those companies that were there. It's just a, it was a really, as most people in Oklahoma know, Bartlesville has a really unique history, uh, compared to most mm-hmm. towns of its size. So, uh, but we had a dad that my dad's from West Texas, my mom's from Houston, kind of South Texas. And, um, we grew up in, in around golf. Uh, yeah. my dad was an assistant professional at Oak Hills and, in San Antonio, a really cool Tillinghast uh, golf course, working for a legendary guy by the name of Hardy Loudermilk. And the the uh, hospital I was born in butted up to the practice range at Oak Hills. So my dad would meet my mom. He'd just walk across the parking lot there. So literally born in the end of golf, right? So um, and then my middle brother was born in Barzville. My youngest brother was born here in Tulsa. But... Um, so golf has just been kind of, I don't, I don't even know my earliest memory, my earliest memory of, of a, of a tournament or something that was here. I was eight years old for the 1977 us open. So walking onto this property at eight, um, and, and seeing 
Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, Lee Trevino, all the stars of that day uh, really had a profound effect on on me and and my brothers. I, I think maybe my middle brother was with us. Uh, the youngest one wouldn't have been here, but just uh, seeing something like that as my first professional event of any sport of any kind was was right here where I drive in every day. So it's it's uh, it's really um, it's it's crazy. It's almost surreal to to do it on a daily basis. We where the West Side is now. Yeah. We parked our car. You know, we got out of the car and walked up onto the golf course. And I still have very distinct memories. And it's funny, you know, smells and things like that. I had a cup with. Um, uh, that you know, get a Coke in that had every U.S. had the logo and had every U.S. Open champion at that point. And I, at one time, I had them pretty much memorized. I, I'm not any good anymore at it, yeah. but uh, uh, I'll probably get close. But um, yeah, it, it was it's a yeah. golf family for sure. Yeah, and, and I guess because of that, like you know, you just you're so comfortable around golf, you're so in it all the time. It comes natural to you and naturally because you're in it you're like well maybe i should have a career in this and yeah. as we know there's many ways to take a career in golf you, you bet um i've uh, like most people you want to play right that's that's the that's the one you want to do is you want to play and then i played golf in college uh my brothers uh, played golf in college and we're all three in different parts of the industry but we're all in golf and um so i'm in i'm in doing what our, our dad did, but uh, my middle brother worked for Ping. He's a territory rep in Kansas City. My youngest brother used to work for Ping, and that's how they got that got him and the middle brother into Ping. He was doing something else and playing as well. And then he left recently, or not recently, probably uh, four years now to go be the executive director of the Thunderbirds, the guys that run the Phoenix Open. Uh, so we're all in different capacities uh, of it. I, I think the, the one thing for me that that helps me the most and i think my brothers would say the same thing is that i like i love to play like i uh even though as you, you know we kind of talked a little bit about uh, you don't always get to play a lot in the, what doing what i do like i would play all day and pr- or practice all day or both if i had the opportunity to do it like i i love it and and especially as you get older you you kind of you know your your ability and things like that are going are fleeting so it's there's a time there's a time limit on it and uh, and so I like, I like, I love to play. And I think that helps me on a daily basis because you're, you're part everybody out here is like, is coming out to have fun and to play golf and, and, you know, members are, it's a little respite from what their, what their daily life is. And, uh, so if you love golf and I think we learned this from our dad too, but if you love golf, we're automatically friends. Like you just, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good way just to start. And, uh, I love to talk golf. I love to play. I love to watch, um, just being, I like being around the game. I think it brings so many, so many good things to to the world. Yeah, I had this kind of same conversation with a friend on Monday. Where, you know, we were playing golf Monday and a charity day, and you know, he's terrible at golf. Um, <laughs> he's my athletic director at my old university, uh, but you know, he's just like there's so many parallels to life yeah. in golf. You no, know? Qu- he no loves question. Patience, because he's right. terrible, right? It's kind of right. his biggest one. But you know, there's so many to that. And and you mentioned your dad, and interested to know, um, you know. Obviously, Hillcrest, they kind of unveiled, um, you know, a new facility right. kind of in honor of your dad. Yeah. And, and just can the, some of the stuff that's in there, yeah. it's incredible, right? It's, it's cool. Um, it's really cool. I, it, it, I, actually, go ahead. Ask no, no, no. I, I was going to say, like, interested to know, like, you know, what are the biggest lessons you took from dad and, and just kind of how that legacy sits and how you have taken that Cosby name that you have, uh-huh. you know, to, uh, as, as something that is, you know, super impactful, but also... How do you add on to that as well after that? No, that's that's, that's a great question, and and um, and I would not just say, my dad, my my mom, we we were blessed with just great parents and great examples, and from the golf industry, golf business, things like that. I'll talk talk about my dad, but uh, a lot of the things that you know you kind of attribute to your daily life, definitely mom was was huge on that, and. Um, my, my dad had the ability, like he was kind of saying, like if he loved golf, like he was in and he, I know he had bad days. I just never saw them at work. And, um, obviously everybody has days, ups and downs, things like that. But like he, he treated everybody at a, at a minimum great. And there's obviously people that he was friends with and my parents did things socially with that he would be, you know, maybe even better. But the the person, every person who walked through the door got the best from him. And uh, and so I, I think it's so easy just to be nice to people. Um, 
and and it's not disingenuous. It's just kind of how how we were raised to to be. And I, I know my two brothers, Craig and Chance, are the same same way. And I think that understanding of that people, you know, they're here, they're members here. It's they, they spend a lot of their discretionary income to be a member here, and they have the same. They're, they're dealing with the same things everybody else in the world is dealing with, right? Regardless of what they drive or where they live or anything like that. So I enjoy, just like my dad did, giving them a break when they come out here. So there shouldn't be any drama. There shouldn't be anything going on here other than just fun and, and, and enjoying the game. And obviously there's days where the golf is awful and everybody's you know mad and coming in and everything like that. But it's still better than maybe what they're dealing with outside the walls. Yeah. And uh, we talk about as a staff, and hey, listen, we got to put whatever we're dealing with, we put that in your pocket when you come in. And if we need to hug each other, cry on each other's shoulder, we'll do that behind closed doors. But that next person walks through the door, let's treat them awesome because they're dealing with the same thing. And we don't just, it's not just our golf professionals we do that with, it's our outside service. It could be a 16 year old kid that dad made him get a job to pay for his gas in his car or whatever it is, right? But we we talked about how important that is. So when you come out here, you're gonna get you're gonna get treated the best. And it doesn't mean just our membership. It means if you the members are having guests out, we want if you drive out here just to meet me, we want the service in the in the yeah. at the guardhouse and everywhere else to be just the same. And so I I enjoy that, and I and I, I know for a fact I've learned that I, I wasn't trying to do what my dad did when he came when I, when, uh, when I was coming through the ranks and coming getting out of school and all that. But it just is just part of who we are, and uh, it's just you know the golden rule, you know, and that that's mom. Like, and I tell my son every day when I drop him off for school, "Hey, golden rule." And uh, and so, I think just treating people nice is is probably the the key. I don't know if I, I forgot maybe the question. I got off well, on no, tangent no, on that, no, but that's you're, but you're, that's um, but that's right. a, that's a huge uh, huge part of what we do, and it's probably my my favorite. Part of what we do is just having people feel like they can just relax and have fun mm-hmm. and uh, talk off. Let's, let's fix your swing. Let's whatever it is, mm-hmm. but let's just come out here and have have some fun for the time you're out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right, and and I can you know I hundred percent say like I was treated amazing coming right. in here with right. everybody. You know, and it's it's rare to see right. Usually, right. you know, yeah, you might get it with a guard because he sees people every day and he greets people for a living. Um, but sometimes you might not see it with the staff right, right? or right. someone who's having a bad day. But right. no, I, I mean, every even the guys hanging the Christmas lights or yeah, yeah. Halloween lights around us right now <laughs> right, saying yeah. hello, good morning. You yeah, know? Yeah, and they're good. not even like... They're not, they're not part they're of the club, the club, right? right? So, yeah, so, yeah. Um, let's talk about playing. So, uh-huh. so, so you're, you know, you're, you're working around dad, your life is golf, you know, you see, and you're watching TV and you see all these professionals and you're right. like, man, that like, that seems like the best thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Tell right. Tell me so, about that. Well, I, I, you know, you, you come out here for, you know, 77 us open and, and you play golf and there's, there's always, you know, games around the club you grow up and, and, uh, so just playing and competing and, and, um, you know, for whatever reason, I, I enjoyed, um, competition and it did, I played football, basketball and baseball into high school as well as, as well as golf. So I actually wasn't like, uh, traveling around playing junior tournaments, even though our dad was, uh, in that industry. I, I, I played a lot of baseball. I almost played more baseball in the summers until I was about 15 than I did golf. I played a few tournaments. Like my first term just kind of, was by happen chance when I was 10, at state junior at Seminole, uh, Jimmy Austin, the, the original Jimmy Austin course in Seminole. And, um, but I, I, I just loved all sports. I liked the competition. I liked being in the, inside that arena. And then, uh, uh, somehow the golf bug just kind of got a little, little deeper with me. And I thought, you know, I want to go and I and start learning about college golf. And I said, I'm going to go do that. So my, my dad never, ever pushed us in any direction, even in golf, told us to practice anything like that ever except when I told him I wasn't playing football here's a guy from West Texas and I was probably would have been the starting quarterback you know uh, when I was maybe a junior or something like that and he's like you're doing what I said well I think I'm not gonna play football he's like are you you kidding me and so um, you know here's a West Texas guy very competitive guy that loved that and and um, and so I I um, uh I said, I thought you might be a little happier that I was going to play golf. And he's like, well, yeah, no, I'm happy. That's good. And, and so he goes, what are you going to do? I said, hey, I'm just going to start grinding and try to catch up because I know there's, a, you know, the AJGA was just kind of getting off the ground at that point. And 
So you're just kind of playing the junior tournaments around here and state ams and stuff like that. So we started. He started putting me into amateur events when I was 16, just so I could kind of get beat up and get my nose bloodied a little bit and, and see what what those guys do different. And um, and that's kind of how I got going on the playing side of things. I uh, went to OU. Uh, I didn't grow up an OU fan. Uh, my parents were Texas fans, believe it or not, especially OU Texas Week. And uh, um, uh, but I was I was fortunate enough to get some cool recruiting trips and get by some, by some neat schools. And I kind of had took Texas as my last trip and I didn't have it. I had a, just kind of a, a, a recruiting trip. It wasn't anything special. And actually some guys on the team said it's you know, kind of poo pooed the whole uh, team culture there. And I'd had a great time uh, the week prior or a couple weeks prior in going to an OU football game. I'd never been to an OU football game in person. I actually, I saw Billy Sims play. My dad took my first college game when they played at Oklahoma State. He ran for, you know, 500 yards, yeah. and yeah, it was like 60-something to nothing. And you're like, that's pretty – because I didn't like I didn't have a dog in the fight either way. But you kind of – growing up, you know, you're under Barry Switzer era, and you're, you know, all your buddies are OU fans. And and um, and I went to uh, – I went on a recruiting trip there, and I was like, I'm an OU fan. I didn't know it. You know, and uh, I could just feel it. I And I was on a recruiting trip to Florida, and they made a mention to uh, – about a score around the country. And I was like – I'm definitely an OU fan. <laughs> so the uh, uh, so I ended up going to OU and uh, and and you know loved it. had a, had a blast. Uh, had we had a great team um, all, all the years I was there. And then my brothers followed suit, and Craig came and played. And we got to play two years together. Then Chance came, and they got to play a couple of years together. And there was one of us on the team for 12 years, and which is which is really cool. So uh, Greg Gross, our, our coach, uh, we, we give him a hard time. Like as soon as there wasn't a Cosby, he just he just retired. Yeah. So the uh, um, but, uh, you know, and I, I you know, I didn't I, I was probably I would call myself an underachiever in college uh, from what I thought I sh- you know could have done or should have done. And and uh, um, and then tried to play for a couple of years. And, and I was looking for just a winter job. And I called uh, Hugh Edgman at the time. It was running Oak Tree, the Oak Tree Properties. And he said, hey, you can do whatever you want. We also have an assistance job that's open. And I said, I talked to Brent Goodger, the, the head pro at the time. And next thing you know, you're going down that path. And, and uh, really, I just kind of was keeping options open. And uh, But I wasn't playing very well. And... and um, got in and I said I like this is you know and it, it obviously is it was a, a comfortable fit uh just growing up the assistant pros for my dad were like big brothers to me anyway you know just because I didn't have an older brother so it was it was an easy um I shouldn't say easy but it was just a, it was a comfortable route for me and then um Dave uh, I, I met I ran. I knew Dave because he was at Enid and he was at at Oakwood there, which is an awesome place, such a cool place. And uh, and Tim Mendenhall is retiring, I think, at the end of this year. And just a just an incredible golf professional, really, really cool, really cool place, really cool guy. And and he moved to Tulsa Country Club, so playing junior tournaments. I'd I'd met Dave a few times, and then um, he called my dad and said, "Hey." Would he have any interest in coming over here? And he's like, I don't know. You, you got to call him. So he, Dave called and and uh, came over and interviewed. And the rest is you know history. Worked for Dave for five years and then um, went to a really cool place, Wichita Country Club, old old school, nineteen hundred, um, and and just uh, incredible membership, incredible time there. I could have stayed there for for rest of my career it was, it was that, that cool place and uh, they took such great care of us and um, and then when Dave retired had the opportunity to come back here and and, um, and, and obviously thrilled to, to yeah. be here been it's my ninth season so it flies by it, it's really fast it goes by fast Way yeah. too, as you get older it gets really fast right, right. so yeah, yeah. And, I mean so much has happened you know, in that ninth season here but uh, before we get to that talk, dive into college a little bit talk uh-huh. a little bit about kind of playing for OU and obviously how different that is now for the kids that are playing for OU now and um you know, yeah. just kind of what that was like and the college life of being a college golfer back then in the Barry Switzer era. Well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was uh, that was fun. And my recruiting trip, that was Bosworth's last home game. So it was a, just crazy. They beat Missouri 77 to zero. And I love I love the attitude of the school. Like you just like they, they fit my the way I thought. And I've, I've always kind of liked um, I've appreciated like the New York Yankees or 
the, the, the best programs in different sports and different levels because you always get everybody's best shot, right? It's, it's easier to be the hunter than it is to be the hunted. And so um, I, I appreciate what any name, any sport. I, I Okay, yeah, that's, that's cool because they take everybody's best shot. And I like the fact that, that OU at that time, of course, and still now, they get everybody's best shot in football. And uh, But our golf team... Uh, Greg had just uh, I was part of Greg's first recruiting class and David Yates before they'd really been good they finished in the top five four or five years in a row Greg came in um, my first year we finished uh, second uh, behind UCLA tied with uh, I think OSU and maybe UTEP and we won it at Oak Tree when OU and OSU co-hosted the event at Oak Tree in 89 and I think fifth the next year and maybe everywhere inside the top 12, I think is where we finished. And so it, it was fun. It was different than high school, you know, go from being one of the better players to like, everybody's good. Yeah. And then you, so you learn how to practice, you learn how to compete a little bit better. And it's just more, it's like anything, you're just taking the next step up. So you, um, and at the time, you know, it just, there's so many good players now that the, the, it's deeper, there's more technology, there's more, um, going on for college college golfers today than than there was back then and, and you know we were coach holder at osu was one of the first to have him working out like it was almost taboo to, to work out in golf back then and then all of a sudden we started everybody started doing it like okay they hit the ball farther they're in better shape they, they can handle the tournaments better you know and it's it's all those little things are like you know a, a snickers and a coke is at the turn is what you did you know, i'm really dating myself but nobody was at power bar nobody had hydration powders yeah. in the stuff that they're doing now and there certainly wasn't any kind of like uh recovery type stuff going on all those things are better right it's it's like every sport but um it, it was a it was a blast and and being from oklahoma i was one of the few guys on the team from oklahoma there's only i think maybe two of us so socially it was it was fun for me because all of my buddies i grew up with would you know, give you access to go do the things that were fun away from golf and away from school. And I think some of the teammates, especially some of the foreign guys, just that they didn't have access to that. So I was trying to drag those guys, you know, along to get, get there and, uh, or just that experience with that part, that part of school yeah. life. So it was a, it was a super fun time. And, and, um, um, it's, it's cool to see where school and campus and Norman's yeah. going now. And I think obviously the change they're making next year with the conference will, mm -hmm elevate that basically what I've talked to some some folks that are that have watched their towns change since yeah. ESPN and SEC kind of partnered up 15 years ago and uh, I'm excited for Norman to see that as well because it's a cool it's a very cool college town it's yeah. a neat place it's gonna be great right yeah. and like you said it's not just the school that's gonna benefit it's yeah. the businesses around the town and you know it's yeah for sure yeah, the infrastructure I think needs some work um, from what I've heard but it they yeah. they want to do it yeah 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 they're, they're, I think everybody's right? on board with that everyone's yeah. on board so yeah it's gonna be I mean. Yeah, those I, I already have friends down at LSU. Like you're coming down for that game, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not really an OU fan, but yeah, I'll come down with purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd wear purple. I, I was down when yeah. when OU played them in the in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, they're like. I'll probably pass when they go to when they go to the Baton Rouge. I'll go to the other towns, but I'm, I'm not going to go down there uh, and, and be subjected to that. So it was pretty it was pretty bad. But uh, no, I think it's going to be good. And like I said, I talked to some some friends of mine that Alabama and Oxford and things like that, and they said just the what's happened in the last 15 years. Uh, with the money and all that changed all those cities and I'm, I know it's coming for Norman as well yeah uh, so after graduating you know like most most uh, college golfers you think about giving professional golf a right. go what's the state of professional golf at that time like it's not easy right no it's direct right now there's kind of set yeah. you know there's a, a pathway that you can is clearly defined and it was Q school and that would get you, you could get you right onto the BJ Tour, but there wasn't like a backup, like you go play the corn, but now the yeah, corn ferry, but back then it'd be the Hogan Tour, yeah. then the Nike Tour. And it's really, you, you put uh, professional golf, Asia was a big one, you go play the Asian Tour. Uh, there were satellite tours around, the, you know, they had like the, the Texas Tour, there was a Adams Tight Lies, you had the Hooters Tour, you had uh, Gold Coast down in Florida. Uh, state Opens were huge back then, and they had better purses than they do now. Mm -hmm. So playing state opens, um, it's just kind of, you're kind of piecemeal and everything and just kind of to get ready for Q school. Yeah. You know, now it's like, you know, they've got all these feeder tours going into it, which is great. And it's just, it's easier to see. It doesn't mean it's, e it's not easier. It's just, you know, where you're going to go. Yeah. So whether it's PGA tour Latino or, 
the China tour or, or somewhere, or go to Europe and play, you know, play over there on the satellite tours over there, which I think would be great from just a skill standpoint to uh, play on, um, you know, different conditions and, and travel and get used to doing all that versus just, just the States. I, I think part of the reason that uh, college programs in our state and, and, and players from this area in North Texas, uh, they're, they're accustomed to different weather and different four different seasons and get a little bit off subject, but the like dormant Bermuda and wind and you just, it just, sharp. I watch, I watch uh, juniors. I've got a son that's playing, but I watch our juniors and I watch, um, they just, they just, they're more adaptive because they're sharp and they don't even know what they're doing. Right. They're just, they're hitting stuff, chip shots off cruddy old dormant common Bermuda. And if you can hit it off that, you can hit it off anything. It's normal. It's normal to them. Right. So they don't think they have to grab a wedge and just hit it up there next to the hole. And, um, but I, so the state of professional golf back then was obviously like, like most things, it just hadn't been developed like it is now. So, um, it was really just check to check and you need to get some sponsors from your hometown that would kind of do a little, give you some, sell some fractions and give you enough money to get through it. And, um, but it's fun. I mean, you learn a lot and, and, uh, you learn a lot about yourself and you're traveling and you're doing those things and the ups and downs and no real, you know, it weren't cell phones, weren't any of those things that, you, you know, you could, you know, yeah. cry and talk to dad or mom or whatever. You just got in the car and with a, you know, big, huge Coke and a bag of seeds or, you know, whatever it is to get you to get you to the next one. And, um, and so it's just, it was just different. And, um, uh, not worse, not not better, but just uh, just it was just different, and and uh, some things were probably better, you know, definitely a lot, a lot of things worse, yeah. but uh, yeah. I don't know about. I mean, sometimes I look at the fashion of back then and think it it needs to come back. I think <laughs> yeah, golf, yeah. golf fashion has gone down the bad bad hole at the moment. And yeah, it needs to come back. I, the tour pros are horrific. It's bad dressers. It? Yeah, it's like what can I wear? That's the most like just dull white shade of khaki or stone and just go play golf like it's just like yeah it's just uh, I don't I don't get it and there's a lot of good companies out there they could that they could jump on board with and actually look nice but they, they you know and, and a lot of the bigger brands I'm not going to mention but they just their stuff's trash <laughs> so it's, it and it's just it doesn't look good on them and it doesn't it doesn't wear well and we don't even bother selling it but it's uh um yeah, it, it, it is horrific. So there's definitely more flash and more color and more more character back then. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you follow? Um, do you follow the Golfers Journal? I do. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you've seen. I think the one of the recent covers was Keith Mitchell, and they've, yeah. and they've dubbed him Cashmere. Cashmere Keith. Keith. I love he, that guy. He's bringing it back. It's right? good. Yeah. He's yeah. he gets it. He gets yeah. It. He, he you know uh, we've got a, a, a good buddy of mine here at the club that. He goes visor and he rarely has the button on the shirt done and and they kind of looked a little bit alike. So when he was here for the PGA, I snuck a picture when he's hitting balls down and he had the he had the sweet classics on, Fitzjoy classics and and uh, um, shirt unbuttoned. You know, it's kind of to the mid chest and a visor, tour visor on. And I was like, yeah. So it's uh, Cashmere Keith. I love it. Yeah, that's he's yeah, he's really cool. Look. Yeah, he's it is cool. a good look. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs a cigarette. If, he, if he's yeah. ripping the heater as he's walking down the fairway, it'd be, it'd be about perfect for 1978 right. or so. Yeah. Yeah. Take him back in time. It's, yeah. Uh, no, I, and that publication is fantastic. Yeah, it um, is really good. Just for coffee table book and yeah. great reading and photography and yeah, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> Golfers Journal. People listening, if you're a golfer, go. Check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's that one in Kingdom. Uh, have you ever read of the Kingdom? No, not yet. Uh, I think it's just called Kingdom. It's okay. a it's a golf. It's exceptional. Similar. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. really really good. It's it's different. It's not as much on on like architecture. Like golfer journals digs deep yeah. in that. But um, the King Kingdom magazine regarding golf, and it's uh, I think the first one maybe had Palmer on it, so there may be some tie to the King, but. But uh, the Kingdom magazine uh, is is a is a cover to cover read for me. Okay. Every time. Making notes of that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about coming here then. Uh, yeah. So so you came here first. Right. As an assistant, and then you go to Wichita, and then you come back here. Right. Like you said, Wichita must you know you could have stayed there forever. So it must have been a pretty epic offer to come back here um, and come home as well. And and growing up in Oklahoma, Perry Maxwell yeah. golf course at Hillcrest and Enid and all these places. And then Southern Hills is, you know, it's the pinnacle. Right? Yeah, no, it, it is. And, uh, that, and that's, you know, um, when I left here as an assistant, uh, there, uh, this is where I want to come back. 
right? Like you, you, how we're treated by the members as staff is, is really, really special. Um, and obviously there's, they, they have great respect for what the, what the staff does and which is super nice. That doesn't happen everywhere I know. And, um, and, and obviously that a lot of that has to be earned and, and the people that have worked here for, you know, the past 85 years and all that, they, they've, they've probably earned that with, with the membership by doing our job to the best of our ability. And, and, um, so when I, when I left here as an assistant, I was excited to go be the head professional, of course, at Wichita CC. But if you said, Hey, you could go anywhere you want, it'd be, it'd be Southern Hills. And, uh, they're really the only other club that I think I would have ever left was, uh, I love Cherry Hills at, uh, in Denver. I think it's, I think it's Southern Hills sister club. There's very similar, just like set up on the clubhouse on the Hill, overlooking town, uh, great golf history. Uh, and, and similar to Southern Hills, my dad took, we went on a family trip to, to like Vail, Beaver Creek area when I was 16 and we played right before the 85 PGA. And, uh, so those two places in my mind were, were really, and I have, I have, um, zero interest in living on the East coast. I don't have any interest in living East of like Tulsa. So, so I don't, I don't, I don't mind visiting those places, but I, I just like, I don't, my, I've always been a Tulsa West and South, uh, person for whatever reason. And, um, but I like this part of the country. Like I, I like to visit, uh, I like to go to like Dodger games and I love all that, but I, Tulsa and, and Oklahoma and Texas are kind of, that's my sweet spot from, I like the people here and, uh, I like what the values are and represent, but yeah, so that I really didn't have, I had a small, I wasn't wide open. Hey, I'll, I'll move to LA or San Francisco or New York or Florida, whatever. I, I had zero interest of, of doing that. Um, so you kind of put, I, I wouldn't say I put eggs, all the eggs in one basket, but um, uh, I, I wanted to, I, you know, I hope I was, I didn't know if I'd ever have the opportunity, but, but I was, I was thankful that I did. And um, as you said, to come home, um, you know, to pick up the papers and read about OU. My wife's from Oklahoma State grad, so you know, you pick up the page. It's just, you know, and one of the things I didn't, I, I certainly appreciate now more than I did at the time was uh, I'm 45 minutes from Bartlesville. So my parents, uh, I saw them like all of a sudden, I just saw them way more often. It could be just they came down for dinner and, and came by the house to say hi. Um, but that never happened in Wichita because it was two and a half two hours and 45 minutes and it wasn't an easy way to get there. So you kind of had to plan when, when you're doing one way or the other. And with, with our, you know, losing our dad a few years ago, uh, to get that time to, to, to be around, to be around him and have my, my son spend time around, uh, my dad was really special to me. I know it's special for my dad. I think it's, I think it's special for banks as well. Um, because he was an old school golf professional and, and, um, uh, he loved to watch Banks play in any sport, but he really loved, of course, watching him play golf. And and so that so that is uh, one of the really cool things that happened by by coming back here. But um, just to come back here and, and be the be the pro here is is uh, uh, man, it's, it's it's beyond special. Like I, yeah. I I I talk to our guys about our, our crew about interview you're interviewing every day, right? And and so. Um, you guys, you never know who the next person is going to come in that wants that's looking for head professional through home club, wherever it is, and uh, who are or who our membership knows who's got somebody. Hey, and so what we do on a daily it has to be like you can't just be like okay this day is good but this day is bad. It has to be like on a every single person you come in contact with. And again, it's not disingenuous. It's just that mindset of you're interviewing every day. And what I tell them when we're talking about that is. I'm still doing that, right? I'm interviewing every day so that they, that I can keep this job, right? It, like it's no like feet on the desk and, and oh good, I made Southern Hills. I'm just going to cruise now. It's, it's like, I, I want, I want them when I do get to that age, it's like, no, no, no. Why don't you stay another year pro and help us find the, I, I want to sprint through the finish line. And uh, I've got a, a small group of pros that we're all about the same age that all have jobs that we, that we love to, to be at and we're thankful to be at that we're holding each other accountable to do that. And, uh, how do we keep, you know, inventing, reinventing ourselves uh, and staying relevant. And, uh, you know, obviously that starts with hiring good people and letting them do their job and pushing them out front and, and, um, um, letting that, you know, giving them the exposure versus, versus ourselves. And, um, 
but yeah, it's it's an unbelievable place. I've used it. I'm a Dodger fan, but but I, I've used the term. It's a Yankees. It's a Yankee job. It's the Yankee Stadium to me. And uh, to drive in here every every day is is really really cool. And, and also just being a golf junkie, knowing what Southern Hills means uh, around the world, because it's not. It's easy. I think if you just come here every day, it's just it's just the club, right? Yeah. But when you realize what it is not just in the United States, but around the world, it, it, the brand has significant uh, impact in the golf community. So uh, I don't take that lightly as well. Yeah, you, you got to, it's valuable, isn't it, to have that awareness, yeah. right? Because it, I'm sure there's places all over the world, you know, people all over the world that are in your position in other clubs that just got complacent. They're like, hey, you know, I'm yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. I can do anything I want around here. The golf course is great, you know, and, and yeah. you know, like yeah, you said, incrementally the, you know, the days kind of slide by and, and you get a little worse at your job every day or a little bit more complacent. And then one day yeah. you get a knock on the door and you're like, Hey, we got something yeah, to replace yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, you're, you're out, out here, dude. Why? Yes. I didn't do anything. <laughs> that's, right. like, that's, that's why. That's exactly why. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't want I don't want to be on those guys that, that, um, you know, retires and I don't tell them for five years. You know, so yeah. it's one, one, of the, one of those, uh, I've, I've seen that happen. It's not just in golf, it's been right. in every business, but, but, uh, yeah, my, I'm going to, I plan on sprinting through the finish line to where they go, okay, that was, a, that was a great run. And, um, and we're thankful for your service. And, and I, 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 I do, um, I, I've just learned this about myself, having, helping people have fun and have that awareness that, that they're all dealing. You and I have been on the planet long enough to know that everybody is dealing with the same pile yeah. of junk, right? Yeah. And and it comes in different forms and, and things like that. And at some point, we're going to deal with every one of those forms. And um, like, but I've learned this about me that it, that um, helping people have fun it it is good. It's it's it helps me, right? And so it's it's uh it's a it's the best way to forget about anything you've got going on, is to take care of somebody else. And um, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it's just it's the truth. And you know I don't ever go home um, thinking ah oh, I just think you know people had fun today and it was good. And there's there's times where we mess up or there's something that bad had happened, but um, the the perspective okay what's the path forward here and 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 fix it and, and, and it's always an opportunity to um, to show your value to the club and what what it means to, when we do have something that slips up whether it's whoever's to blame right, right yeah. or whatever it is how small or how, how big it is mm-hmm. but I, I do I just I just love I love taking care of the people that come out here and um, I hope that that is that is uh, that's felt when when they yeah. come out here that hey we're, we're all here to have a good time and, and uh, don't take yourself too seriously. And, um, you know, our, our crew laughs because I say it all the time, but like, we're not curing cancer, right? We're not, we're not splitting atoms. We're not saving lives. So let's, let's be really good at what we do, but let's also do it with some perspective that have some, have some fun, right? Yeah. Don't be so you know tight. Let's just, yeah. let's go. Let's, uh, let's uphold the traditions of the club and the game and our membership but let's let's make it a place that they want to come to and they look forward to coming to and that starts uh from the moment they hit the gate until they leave and same thing for kids like if you came down here after school to this building where we're sitting this is like a, a playground here right and we want that culture for those kids we want them to love the game there's so many things outside the the Southeast gates that are for kids it's, it's you know it's a tougher deal than when you and I are growing up especially for me um, but we want them to have great memories of not just the club, but also the game to where no matter what they do when they move on and get out of school and start their career, that the game of golf is, it means something to them. And, uh, that's how, that's how I think the PGA professional best grows. The game is right there at their, at their home facility. It's not programs and doing all these things. Those things have a place, but the best way I can impact uh, the game of golf is just, doing a great job here for our membership, uh, their families and, and everybody who comes on property. Uh, that's, that's kind of the goal. And that's what gets me up out of bed every, every day is to go take, make, deliver that. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And I, I look back at my kind of childhood on a golf course and, you know, I, I was, I joined my local club for my eighth birthday. Yeah. You couldn't join until you were eight. So I joined for my eighth birthday. <laughs> that's awesome. And I yeah. still, to this day, I have a group text on my phone and there's, 
15 to 20 of us in it and I'm the youngest in the group text and that's my guys I, I, we, we chipped and played and played Incredible. Golf. you know right. my parents dropped me off at 9 in the morning picked me up at yeah. 9 at night like here's 5 pounds for the day you know and then you know and, awesome. like, and if it rained we used to have this We one of the I think it was like the guy behind the bar or someone taught us this when it rained you, know, you got like 20 kids inside yeah, yeah. not a big clubhouse yeah. And in the summer, we had kind of like this kind of like tent outside for like bigger events, weddings, right. whatever. So when it rained, they used to put us in that in that tent. Get you guys out of here. Guys yeah. Yeah. And they put a beer mat at the end and they would put 20 pounds, which to a, you know, a 10 year old was right. just like a million right. bucks. Right? right. They put 20 pounds down and they said, anybody who can stop a golf ball on this from 30 feet gets the 20. That's incredible. I mean, you do it all day long. You're there all day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. hammering down with rain. You mother uh, necessity is the mother of all invention. That yeah. pro got you guys out of the shop by doing that. They knew exactly. So pounds, you're, so I thought you you had like kind of a Shoto accent. So it's not, no, it's not the UK. No, Wales. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm I know. Kidding. Wales, yeah. Wales and UK. Uh, the only good thing about Wales is it, well, two good things. It hosted the Ryder cup in 2010 terrible golf course uh, it went to a Monday because it rained so oh that's right it was that's that right. one and then uh, Royal Porthcawl hosts the senior open every now and then yeah. so they had it last year they right? had terrible weather this year terrible too. weather yeah. yeah I watched it on uh, TV but yeah so that those yeah. are like the two golfing things to come out of Wales other than Ian Woosnam who's the only Welsh person to win a major okay um, well, no, I was kidding you on the accent, yeah. but yeah, those are, we all have those memories, right? Yeah. In golf, like, and we want, we're, we want to create those for those kids here. Like that they, that they have, uh, they have a blast. I mean, we had a, we had a, like a, a sliding door that closed the shop from the rest of the clubhouse and we'd sit in there in the winter and try to see who could stop it on the rail. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we had, we had an assistant at the time named Don Farquhar. He was, he became a great head professional up in Wichita, Kansas at mm -hmm. one of the clubs out there. And he hustled all of us that worked in the, in the rack. We call it the rack room there. Yeah. A lot of people call it the back room, but he would hustle us out of our money all the time. He'd come up with a shot and it'd be cold, you know, and, and it'd be like from 10 T over the clubhouse when nobody's around, obviously right. to the putting green, any hole. And we, oh, there's no chance you can do that. You know, and, and he would just we're like, how did he, how did he do this to us? Right. And so, uh, we, I'm going to meet uh, my closest friend, uh, grew up with the Barzell this, this weekend for the, for the Texas game. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about Farquhar and how he hustled us this weekend. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, 45 years later. So yeah. it's, um, you have those great memories. It's awesome. For yeah. us, we used to, you know, we used to have putting contests and you'd oh. have like 10 holes, but you'd have 10, you know, you, you have to make them all in a row, right? First one to get to the end. Yeah. And, you know, you'd have 20 guys on a putting green and just like, oh, you know, you get three in, miss one, you have to go back yeah. to the start. And, yeah. You know, we did, we'd go on um, ball hunts. We'd go out looking for golf balls. Golf balls. But we'd have to pull, pull names out of a hound who would get first pick. Right, that's, that's so, you know, 20 guys like, oh, I get to pick first. I mean, every like every putting like every day there was a putting contest, and it was the U.S. Open or the British oh, yeah. or the Masters, the PGA, and and you know you're okay, and you try to beat that guy for you know win all four, you know win the Grand Slam. Yeah. It's just yeah, just um, such a good just sport. Great sport for that. Yeah. Great sport for that. Uh, bringing it back on property, what is your favorite place on property to just sit in silence and take? It oh man, silence? I mean, is there a spot that you just think you know what this I don't sit in silence very often out here I'm yeah. usually I'm, kind of, <laughs> I'm usually uh, uh, you know uh, we spend a lot of time just kind of check and play make sure things are moving in the in the right right way it's a busy as you know we, we have a, we do a lot of rounds so it's uh, pace of plays is an important piece of what, of what we do and man standing on that first tee though just doesn't get any better than going out there and you know a member may have three guests coming in and a lot of our guests are from all over the country and 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 elsewhere too but but most of them coming in from outside the country and to go welcome them and have a conversation wherever they're from and um and stand on that first tee overlooking the city and overlooking the, the property it's it's pretty special there and uh, there's some cool places on the golf course um that you see and, and driving it backwards also is, is kind of an interesting mm -hmm. approach to just kind of, you see different angles that a lot of people don't, um, probably on course, probably my favorite view. If you're walking this, this would be going in the, in the right order. But if you're, um, if you're walking off the 12th tee, there's a little window between trees that you look right up the 10th hole. So you see the back of 10 green, which is a menacing green. But you look up that fairway, you see all the movement there up into the clubhouse and see the flag, the, the U.S. flag and the Oklahoma flag and the Southern Hills flag flying up there. And it, it gives you some pretty good scale of the property. It's probably my favorite place when I'm playing is, is I always take a little 
time just to kind of look, even if I'm talking to somebody as we walk down the fairway, just kind of just take a snapshot of that. But um, probably one one tee, but probably it's it's pretty cool opening tee ball. Uh, Gil Hans, when he came in to to talk to us about doing the project, he sat down with. Um, with a big group of us and they said, Hey, you know, what, what are you seeing? He goes, and one of the things he started with is he goes, you have, you have one of, if not the best opening tee shots in the game. And, um, and so he just really was a cool, it, so I, I'm a daily reminder, uh, is seeing, you know, a member of three guests out there taking a picture yeah. that you're at a cool place. And you're like, and I, I put that out to the, to the young guys and we're working a lot of hours and, you know, it's late summer and you're, you're pretty cooked and you're ready for daylight savings time to end and all that. And I, I just, I say, hey, this is, this is what just reminded that we're at a really, really cool place. Yeah. And, that's why. um, when you see, you know, their caddy taking a, taking a picture or you see somebody come off 18 green and the other place they take is 18 fairway looking up the, up the, up the green to the clubhouse. But that one on number one with the city in the background is, uh, you think of somebody's gallery wall at their house or their office, 20 years from now, that picture is going to be on there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is yeah. cool. You're right. Yeah. And that's, I was, the sad thing now is people don't print their pictures very often. Yeah. Um, they just have them on their phone. And but, yeah. you know, looking at the ones behind you, yeah. they're all worthy of being printed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you talk about that yeah. first tee and, and I mean, yeah. you've had probably told the story a million times, but I mean, how, what happens when Tiger calls and says, I'm coming to town? Like, and, and he says, I need a caddy. Like, yeah. Uh, sorry, so, I'm taking this one. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the, I, I'm just full disclosure. I'm a, I've been a massive fan of his since, uh, two things happened. I, I coach holder at OSU. Um, I worked the OSU golf camps, believe it or not, as a, as a OU guy, but his dad and my granddad were best buddies in the West Texas oil fields. Okay. And we didn't know that at the time. We found that out later. Um, and I asked him a question. This is, you know, probably 92 or three. Is he as good as everybody says? He's, he goes, he's the best I've ever seen, and it's not even close. And, you know, Coach Holder's not much on hyperbole, right? He's like, he, he doesn't like, wow. say good things. Yeah, like right. yeah, so I was like, there's no chance. And then and then my middle brother, Craig, yeah. and Alan Bratton, now the coach at OSU, I think this is right. They played with Tiger in Tiger's first collegiate round okay. at uh, in New Mexico. And Craig called me, collect, which I was like, what's up? And he's like, uh finished the first day of the Tucker, which was the name of this tournament. I was like, why are you calling me? He's like, I played with Tiger today. And I go, uh, was he as good as everybody says? And he goes, no, he's way blanking better. And I go, really? He's like, you can't believe how good this guy is. So I automatically became, okay, I'm intrigued by this guy. And then he burst on the scene and, uh, you know, in, in such a huge way. And, and everybody's taking shots. And I'm getting back to that kind of like hunter hunted mentality he immediately was the hunted, yeah. even though he had the hunter mentality, but everybody was trying to knock him off his perch, you know, whether it's media or players or whatever. And, um, to, to see that. So fast forward and I get, a, I got a call from David Charles at the PGA, Bob Charles son, who's, who's one of the higher ups at, um, with the PGA. And he said, Hey, and it was just, you know, it was, the t- it was you know, a month or two out, we were closed yeah. and it's just, you know, the phone's ringing every day, but Hey, what, what can I do? Right. I said, what did DC? And he said, Hey, I need you to run point on something. I said, yeah, what do you got? And he's like, um, big cats coming to town. I was like, I go, the cats coming to Tulsa. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, wants to play a practice round. Is that okay? I said, are you asking me if it's okay if Tiger Woods plays a practice round? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's like, you kidding? He can play right now if he's here. And uh, um, I go, what do you need me to do? And he goes, I'm going to connect you to uh, Rob McNamara, who's kind of his right-hand guy, kind of his handler, you know, and very close friends. And you can see that. And trusted friend. He actually trusts him with his golf swing. Yeah, they're, they're, these guys are tight. So he goes, I'm going to connect you guys via text. I think they just need a couple caddies and um, keep it under wraps and I need you to, to just not, he goes, Brian Carnes, who was the, the guy from the PGA that was on site. He knows. And, uh, nobody else needs to know. And I said, well, I got called Nick, uh, our GM. He goes, yeah, yeah, call Nick. But you, the three of you guys have to just keep this. Uh, I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell banks. And, and but I called Rob and I said, Hey, he goes, wait, he's just a couple caddies. I said, you need help like through the back gate. He goes, no, he goes, once we're in the air, you know, his tail number, they'll track it. Then they'll know where he's, what he's doing. So that that Twitter account called it straight away. Didn't I mean, there was somebody like the day before my, my phone started blowing up the day before. Like, is he coming? It's like, I don't know. And, uh, you know, so, um, I said, Hey, if it's, 
if it's kind of self-serving, but I said, I don't mind. I'll, I'll caddy for him. And I've got a son who loves golf that could caddy for you. He goes, that'd be awesome. And I said, that way, by the way, no one else is going to know uh, on top of it. He goes, he'd love to hear uh, the changes in the golf course from, from you. And I was like, yeah, right. That's what am I going to tell this guy? And so, yeah. And, um, so I, I did tell my wife the night before and she was pissed. And so like, I can't believe you didn't tell me and trust. I was like, and then she didn't sleep at all that night. She's like, I'm glad you didn't tell me cause I wouldn't have been slept for a week. And so, um, the PJ junior league, uh, team, team Oklahoma was here filming a promo, um, uh, with Cameron Young, PJ professional son, that's the, obviously a star. And they didn't, the P, even the people from the PJ didn't know. Like nobody from the PJ knew that that he was coming on property. And uh, so we, they took a little break in the shooting of whatever the, what the promo was for uh, for the PJ Junior League. And Team Oklahoma the year before had finished third. They won. They won the stroke play piece, and they were really. It was a fun, fun, uh, cool experience. So these guys. I knew all the kids as an assistant coach mm-hmm. and uh, we were um, down here and I pulled Banks in the office and said, Hey, told him what was going on. I said, have you seen your phone? He goes, no. And I told him and he's like, am I going to get to meet him? I said, you're going to, Oh yeah, you're going to meet him. <laughs> I said, you're going to, you're going to watch him for four hours. So I said, I'm catting for him. You're catting for Rob. And he fell on the ground and like put his hands over his face. And, and, uh, and, and I said, Hey, I don't know the conversation I said if he says he may talk to us all day he may not say two words to us all day but we get to watch the best who's ever done it up close and let's learn from him no phones put your phone in your pocket and uh, let's just enjoy the day and, and, yeah. and what it is and, and of course he talked all the, like and he remembered every shot from from uh, 07 he remembered things which had changed he asked opinions I mean I was like I think you want to hit it over here. He's like, yeah, yeah, you definitely want to get down here. And he's like making notes. And, and, uh, it was really fascinating. He's a, he's a Dodger fan. He told me that he was in the, in the stands when Kirk Gibson hit the, the famous home run in 88, um, and had nachos and beer poured all over him. He was, you know, 10 or 13 or something like that, or 12 or 13 years old. And, uh, so we had, and he was incredible to banks. Like they, I did take one picture of and the, the picture, that one where Banks is walking right next to him. I threw a water bottle away and I looked up. I was like, yeah, I'm taking a picture of that. Yeah. The, 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 the cat with, with my kid. And, um, it was just, it was a, it was a surreal day. I mean, it was, it was so fun to watch him go about his business and, and his leg, you know, just seeing it. It's like, golly up close. He was, it was, he, he would, if he could just teleport shot, shot, he'd win again. Yeah. Like he, it's, it's so good. And other players that came in that knew that, that I'd caddy for him, they're like, How's, how do you hit it? And I said, well, it's incredible. You played with it. No, I've never played with it. I've just heard it's incredible. So you got these elite guys coming to play in the PGA Championship. They're like, that's what they all think of it. Like, this guy hits it on the button. And then he hit it through all these different windows. Never looked like he changed anything in his setup. Our greens had just been top dressed. So they were sandy, which I didn't get a chance to watch him. But taking the putter cover off that putter, you talk about being nervous. His CFO was just walking around, and he goes, how much do you think that putter's worth under your arm? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm scared to death to have don't it right tell here. Me. <laughs> it was like, and he, uh, and, and he, uh, and he said that there was like the time there's a set of irons had been sold for like five, five million bucks or something like that. That he said, they're really not tigers. And he said, he's got some stuff out there that, that has been sold. But I said, I don't know one thing, this thing right here. I mean, just looking at it, I didn't take a picture of it. I, I you know, I didn't want to break their trust, but, but it was, it was unbelievable. And it's just got an old crappy, putter cover on it that's been the velcro is almost torn away everything else i'm thinking and it's nicked up and, and dinged up and i couldn't help thinking my dad because like hey if you see somebody with a new putter go ahead and put them in a putting contest but if you see somebody with a banged up putter yeah and this thing is just is just destroyed i mean there's nicks and it's beat up everywhere he's he's the same shaft you know like there's the, the steel's coming off and it's like a little rusty part on the shaft it's just awesome and uh and on on uh, one quick story on that is on on 17 he, he he's, he's pretty colorful with his language mm-hmm. on 17 uh, i had got the whole locations from the senior pj the year before and his cfo and i put tees down where the four whole locations were just so they could putt to him and we're over on the right side of 17 i'm talking to chris and and uh, and Banks is over wa- just watching Tiger putt and Rob's over there putting too. And Tiger goes, okay, uh, Rob, he goes, five bucks closest to the, to the team next to the pro. And 
He goes, Banks, you got to get in this too. He goes, but you can't use that piece of blank two ball putter that, that Robbie called Rob Robin when he was kind of giving him a hard time. When you Robin used, you got to use my putter. I should have taken a picture of that. Right. So, um, Tiger putts and putts, of course, like this from 50 feet. Rob putts it like 15 feet short and to the right. And Banks at the time was putting cross-handed. He since went back to conventional and just a little trying it. And so he grabs a cross-handed Tiger, slaps him on the shoulder, goes, Banks, what are you doing? He's like, Bank. I mean, like he turns white. He's like, he goes, what are you? He goes, nobody's ever used my putter with a cross-handed grip. And he, I mean, he literally like the blood rushes out of Banks's body. I thought, I thought, oh my god! And he just slaps him on the shoulder and said, "I'm blanking with you." And let's see it. And he rolls it up there to like right next to Tiger's ball. And he's like, "Robin, you should, he should be caddying for him." And this, and he put his arm around Banks. And I mean, it was, it was, it was a really cool deal. And then during the tournament, it was it was the same. Like he 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 found Banks, and we talked, and he um, all that crap on Twitter with it with uh, apparently. Patrick Reed's wife giving PJ in a hard time for letting me caddy for him and all the other stuff. He, he had a good laugh about that. And, and, um, um, and then Banks played with Charlie in a tournament last, it had been about a year ago now. Uh, and we had a great visit and, and, uh, it was pretty cool. And he, he was super to Banks. He, he, you know, he, he called him B and Banksy all day and, and Banks played really nice in front of him. And, and, uh, and the next day, he didn't play very good. It was a qualifying tournament. He was upset. I said, hey, this is a win. He goes, how's it a win? I didn't, I didn't qualify. I said, you played great golf in front of the most intimidating guy to ever, definitely the most intimidating player of all time. And I said, you flourished in it, right? And uh, you didn't play good today. I think there's probably a little emotional letdown and fatigue of kind of build up of, of doing that. And uh, you'll learn from it. But but uh, you you handle it. And by the way, he on the putting green that morning, he, he walked over while I was getting the getting a cart and, and some waters. And he said, Hey, B go win this thing today. And Charlie had played bad the first day and then played great the second day. And Charlie won the qualifier this year, that, that same one. Um, just, just recently they had it on the, 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 the note of a gay term. Yeah. And, um, I said, Hey, the goat was calling you B and Banksy and told you to go win the thing. I said, take that for what it's worth and get, let that inspire you to practice. So, um, as big a fan as I was, I'm a bigger fan now. And, and, uh, I, I, I'm thankful for what he's done for the game. And, uh, I'm thankful that I got to watch that unfold, you know, in real time. And, but I hate what he has to go through on a daily basis. I hate it for him just as a, as personally, just to see because helicopters flying above the second hole. We got people in the trees behind six and everywhere he goes, it's the same. Yeah. And you're like, it's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's not really even a superstar. He's, he's like a cultural icon. He's, you know, he's uh, Muhammad Ali. He's Michael Jordan. Uh, for sure. He's mm-hmm. every one of those, um, those people, Elvis press. I mean, it's like, it's just a, it's a different deal wherever he goes. And uh, like I said, thankful to watch him play, uh, watch him through his career and what he's done for bringing people to the game. But man, what a tough, uh, what a tough road. Uh, yeah. It is. It's just a. It's a different deal. So was it? I mean, when you see him hit it for the first time, and I had friends of mine send me that. You know, the video of him teeing off on one was going round. Yeah. And I, I had that, and I text Reagan, and Reagan was. I think Reagan got the all clear. Maybe to go out and take photos on the back. He line. did. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Great he photos. Did. Yeah, he did get some uh, great photos. You know, I said, "How is it?" He goes. Dude, there's people climbing the trees, the fence, like it's chaos here yeah. right now. Nick, like, Nick basically walked the perimeter, and we yeah. had Tulsa extra Tulsa PD just to make sure things were, yeah. were okay. Um, yeah, watch him hit it, watch him pitch. I really want to watch him pitch and putt. Just yeah. it's so fun to to watch him do that. But golly, it's yeah, and it um, it little like golf geeks would love this. Like on eight, he had a three wood, and it was really windy that day, and he hit a three wood, like looked like an eight iron, right, sky high, right in the middle of the green. And then on nine, because he remembered that he hit something short of the bunkers, on nine he took a five wood, so more loft, and hit it like a third as high. Just this little missile. I was like, okay, wait, he just how do how do you do that? Doesn't <laughs> so, make sense. Yeah, you talk about checkers and chess. I mean, it's it's he's taking and just and talent. I mean, uh, he takes a three wood and hits it like this up into the wind, right in the middle of the green. Takes a five wood like this. And, uh, you know, even at the elite, elite player, there's not many that can do that. No. They're just, they're just, he's just a different dude. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, and I think it's like that he was kind of like the last group of era to grow up with like you know like yeah. now the ball technology now and club technology they yeah. don't even have to right. right they can just stand there and play their game and put it in the air and it's not going to affect it that right. much right um, unless they go overseas to the open and it's you know the, kind of like the density of the air and it's pissing yeah. out with rain that's going to change it but most people out here they just they hit moon balls and they get away with it right you know and i played here in the state and this year and it was soft really soft yeah and I think everyone in the field for the first two days struggled keep yeah, yeah. the ball in the green right, right. like you had an eight iron into ten and zipping it, it off zipping it off there, there. that's right like, yes it's hot and it's yeah. soft and, and, you, and you you know and the fairways are tight yeah and you, and you start you hit you rip and like I said you rip an eight iron and, it, and they're soft that's that's almost tougher I like it when it's firmer yeah. it's more fun to play when it's firmer but it's actually a little bit easier yeah, to play when it's firmer. yeah I think yeah. so too yeah. um, alright finishing up yep. uh, a couple of questions uh I mean, other than this place, what's your favorite place that you've been to of all time, golf trip? Oh. It doesn't have to be about the golf course, just everything in general. Um, well, I, I did get to play Augusta National um, with two members here and, and a group of guys. And I uh, played, left on a Thursday, played Thursday afternoon, 36 Friday, and Saturday morning and flew back. And that was that was pretty special uh, to say the least uh, and had a birdie birdie eagle around amen corner on on friday <laughs> so quick it was, golf it was, yeah i was like yeah. <laughs> so I, I ran into one of the pros uh from augusta a couple weeks ago and he had joined us uh, one of our guys took the took the afternoon or the morning off and was complaining the afternoon and so he, he went with us and he remembered it and we were talking about that but i mean that that's pretty fun any any round that i um, any round that I got to play with my dad and my two brothers mm-hmm. is is special to me. And now any round that I get to play with my son mm-hmm. uh, is is special to me as well. It's uh, my when I was growing up, my my dad was the best player, obviously, and then I was oldest and Craig and the chance. And so the match was my dad and chance versus Craig and I because mm-hmm. that, that was yeah, kind of high, way, low, yeah. high low. So. Um, you fast forward and you get everybody's older. One of my favorite days, I would say it was the Hillcrest the day after Christmas. We tried to play the day after Christmas. Awful weather. It's, you know, low 40s. Nobody out there. The whole place is khaki. And we go out to play a match. And I mentioned earlier, my dad was maybe the most competitive person I've been, like, really around and close to. And he was, I'm going to say he's early 60s or 65. And still working at the time. And we're, it's, it's gross outside. My mom's out there going to watch, and a couple of the old timers at Hillcrest kind of fell out of the grill uh, having some coffee to come watch us because they'd watch, they'd raise us, you know, they'd help raise us. And I'd leaned over, chances hitting his tee ball, and I leaned over uh, my dad's shoulder. I said, Hey, dad, it's not a big deal if you want to move up a tee. And he told me in very clear terms to mind my own business. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, I guess Craig, my brother, brother's laughing, just like, Holy shit, he's never going to change. And so the, um, and we go, and, and the golf's awful, right? When nobody's playing any good at all, but it's never more than one up, one down the other way. And we, we walk off 14 tee all square. And Craig and Chancellor are walking. My dad's riding. My mom's riding around with him. And I look at Craig and I go, it just got a little more quiet, then he? Because it's on. And and all of a sudden, the golf like got really good. Yeah. And everybody hit shots. And Chance had about a 10-footer to tie the match on 18. If he misses it, they lose. No, not even play for anything, but other than pride. just the pride. And he looked at this thing like it was the, the Masters. I mean, he's got his hat curled down. He's looking at it from three different ways. We're like, just putt the freaking ball. And he makes it. And it was just, I mean, it was one of these deals. <laughs> so so that, that's probably you know, one of my favorite memories. Any of those matches were great. Um, and, and now getting to go play with Banks, um, anything we do is, is pretty cool. And... Um, we uh, he played with Banks Chance and I'm sorry Chance and Banks played together last week at the Sooner Open the golf team big golf team fundraiser we had an event here and I couldn't play but um, so anytime we do get to, in, in the summer Banks and I got to play with Craig and, and up in Kansas City we went up for a, a concert for one of Banks's birthday presents and we squeezed a, an afternoon round of golf with, with Uncle Craig in there and so those those are those are easily my favorite things in golf the, the Augusta trip was cool and I played some really neat places but um, just the, the ones with your family is, is the yeah. best yeah yeah because it's got me thinking like my dad was here for my birthday a week ago or two week two weeks ago happy and, birthday yeah, yeah thank you uh, and it was just like I hadn't played golf with my dad on my birthday since moving out here right yeah. it's been 12 years yeah and I you know and I I never not on 
Randomly, when we, we would go home, I never played that good. I played really good on this day. I had a yeah. friend of us host us at uh, Oak Tree National. And awesome. um, he kind of said to us on the first, like, it was uh, my buddy and his son, and then me and my dad, and it was dads against sons. And I said to the son, I was like, I'm, I don't want to play from the tips today. Like, yeah. I just want to play all tips, have right. a good time, right. like, and just enjoy it. And then the host, Lane, comes over and he's like, all right, I got a game for us. You guys play from the tips. We play from our teams. No strokes. And, uh, Perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a beating of that tips tee. over there. Yeah. That'll, that'll beat you up pretty we good. Stand right? on that new first tee. And we teed off at like 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. And the first tee yeah. is like basically in the pro shop it's now, now, right? It's now in the pro shop. Yeah. 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 No warm up because the range was, because it was kind of, they were doing something to the range. Um, yeah. Just play. Somehow I managed to play good, which was really nice. That's but awesome. Back to it, right? Golf, you know, with a family, right? With just like, you play golf till you die. And, you know, yeah. my, my granddad, my, my earliest memories of playing golf, my first golf club I ever had was given to me by my granddad. Yeah. And I still have it. I right. It's in my office in right. Oklahoma City. And it's, you know, it's a wooden shafted five iron. It's awesome. It's got dots in the face. And you'll never, it. ever yeah. forget it. It's like, it's if you have a fair family heirloom, it's that, right? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, it's one of the greatest sports in the world. And I encourage everybody to pick it up. A hundred percent. Even if it's just chipping stones in your backyard. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Carrie, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. No, it's I've, I've enjoyed the enjoyed the time and and uh, nice to meet a fellow fellow mm-hmm. golf junkie like you. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> uh, for people listening, uh, thank you for so much for listening. And if you get the chance to play Southern Hills, um, stop by, shake, yeah. shake Mr. Cosby's hand, That's come right. and say hello. No, no. And, would, uh, I look forward to seeing you on the first tee. That's hopefully, right. do that one time. Yeah. And yeah, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.